I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Lloyd Matheson. 46 years ago yesterday, March 27th, 1976, a little music video aired for the first time. It's one that most of us can sing and get our way through, but sadly, it's one that Congress cannot seem to follow even today. I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. And I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. Well, it's a long, long journey to the Capitol City. It's a long, long wait while I'm sitting in committee. But I know I'll be a law someday. At least I hope and pray that I will. But today I am still just a bill. Yes, Schoolhouse Rock, 46 years ago. And... The song still works. It's an amazing thing. If you follow the song, the system works. And a lot of us, especially of a certain vintage, uh, we can all sing it. We can sing right along with I'm Just a Bill and all the other schoolhouse rock versions. Uh, For some reason, Congress can't quite figure that out. It's just not that hard. Uh, in fact, as I was uh, working our way through all of the hearings on the uh, Senate uh, confirmation process uh, for the Supreme Court justice and uh, watching all of that play out, I just kept thinking, Schoolhouse Rock, Schoolhouse Rock is the solution to all of this insanity, to all of these challenges and all of this politics about things that do not matter. Uh, it's Schoolhouse Rock. And uh, we've gone through that and we've talked about how critical it is for Congress just to do its job. If they just do their job, then the executive branch can do its job and the judicial branch can do its job. It's really simple. But when you don't do your job or you abdicate your authority or power to another branch of the government, then bad things happen because when you give those people power, they will take it and they will gladly use it. They say, oh, you're not going to use this? You're going to give this to me? I'll take that. Yep, I can do that. Let me Watch this executive order thing. And we've watched presidents, Republican and Democrat alike, use the pen, the cell phone, all the things to enact things that should be done by Congress. And then we wonder why in the world do people suddenly start filing all these lawsuits? And why suddenly is there so much contention about who sits on the Supreme Court? And that's where it becomes all political. Uh, ironically, it wasn't that long ago. Uh, we, we talked about some of uh, Senator Ben Sass' comments uh, during the hearings with Judge Jackson. 
uh, calling out the different branches of government. I, I actually uh, thought uh, Judge Thomas Griffith uh, retired from the D.C. Circuit Court. Uh, got it right. He he called out all three branches and said you missed it. Uh, but going back to the Justice Kavanaugh hearings, uh, Senator uh, Senator Sass said our political commentary talks about the Supreme Court like they are people wearing red and blue jerseys. That's a really dangerous thing. And by the way, if they had red and blue jerseys, I would welcome my colleagues to introduce legislation that ends lifetime tenure for the judiciary. Because if they're just politicians, then they should have power and they shouldn't have lifetime appointments. We can and should do better than that. Uh, it's predictable now how every confirmation hearing is going to go, how it was going to be overblown, how it's going to be politicized, how it's going to be a circus of some sort or another. And it's because we've accepted a bad new theory about how our three branches of government should work. And in particular, how the judiciary should work. It's not there to fix what Congress does wrong. It's, it's there to apply the law. Uh, and so as we look at all of that, uh, Senator Sass talked about them in terms of red and blue jerseys. Uh, I think it's very important for us to remember that Supreme Court justices wear robes, not capes. And again, both sides of the political aisle have created a world where they wear capes. Because they come in and they save pieces of legislation. There's activism uh, happening at all the different levels of the judiciary. And that's not their job. Uh, and so as we look at a little more schoolhouse rock, it's, it's the process. It's the bill. Uh, it's what we should be doing. We talked about it today in an interesting context because President Biden, I think, did a good thing today in rolling out his budget for 2023. And some people may say, well, why in the world are we talking about the 2023 budget? Uh, because it is going to take Congress a while to get it all sorted out. And what we want, according to Schoolhouse Rock, is for the committees to do their work, for the various appropriations bills, all 12 of them, to work through committee, and then independently, independently, go to the floor of the House and the Senate for debate and for votes. Because that's the only way we can ever focus on outcomes and we can never have transparency and accountability. So the president today, the president laid out his vision. He said it. These are my values. These are what I think is important for us to do and come together around as a country. Now it's Congress's job to put pencil to paper and to come up with what does that cost, who's in favor, who's not, and move it forward. But sadly, because Congress, I'm sure, I am sure, in fact, I would bet the ranch on this. I would bet the ranch that there is not a single member of the United States Congress, either the House or the Senate, that could not, if challenged, sing you Schoolhouse Rock, and I'm just a bill. I bet every single member in the House and the Senate could sing that today. But why in the world they can't follow it is mind-boggling to me. And it ends up hurting all of our institutions. It ends up undermining trust and confidence for all of us. So we have to shift gears. Schoolhouse Rock is really simple. 
Uh, there's no verse of Schoolhouse Rock that says give a whole bunch of power to the alphabet soup agencies and let them decide what governing looks like and what decisions should be made. And Congress regularly does this on their own. They'll pass this wonderfully sounding bill that the, it's the We Shall Love Jeff Kaplan bill. And, like, who would be against that? Every, everybody loves Jeff Kaplan. So then they say, and we hereby bequeath the power to decide what loving Jeff Kaplan really is and looks like and what the penalties are to some alphabet soup agency who gets to decide what it is, what it isn't, what the penalties are. And then when someone gets arrested or fined for violating the We Shall Love Jeff Kaplan Act, what do they do? They file a lawsuit. And the process begins in the judiciary branch of our government. And so our big challenge today to all members of Congress is just prove to us as voters, prove to us as citizens that you can not only sing I'm Just a Bill, which was launched 46 years ago, show us, prove to us, Convince us through your action that you can follow just a little bit of schoolhouse rock, and I'm just a bill. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio today. And as always, as you go out into the world, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something today that makes a difference. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.